Looking for stories that are fresh and new? Dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, cyberpunk, alternate history, and more. They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future Anthology. From 24 award-winning authors and illustrators, plus art and writing tips, and bonus stories. L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future. Buy your copy at galaxypress.com, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Looking for something new in dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, alternative history? They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future anthology. Get the 10-volume box set with 159 stories in full-color illustrations plus 34 articles with writings and art tips. Get the UPR and discount, $125 for the entire box set. That's a $60 savings for that beautiful box set. L. Ron Hubbard presents Writers of the Future. Go to uprntalkradio.com, click on the link, and place your order. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the show Into the Night with me, Sean Kelly, on UPRN Talk Radio 105.3 New Orleans, 107.7 Mississippi. Okay, now I got a lot of wonderful people in the chat room tonight. And um, Johnny, hi, Johnny, uh, Cyborg, Cindy. Oh, wow, check us out. Oh, wow, look at all these people. Virginia? Hi, welcome everybody. Ah, this is this is like really neat. Um, huh, this is this is great. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's just like these are good people who are in the chat room, and I love them dearly. And uh, well, how was everybody's week from last week? Well, mine was. Uh, about the same nothing changed it just seems like i work and work and work and work and work and take care of things around uh, the house take care of my mom um, my brother hey cindy good to see you hon um wow look at this this is all great man all these people are talking and, and, and i'm just just like really excited i just i just got goosebumps but we know for a fact that pretty soon that halloween's busy but good okay but you know what it, we know that halloween's coming up and my last three shows was all about halloween and so today i figured since i've gotten a lot more people in my chat room um that today would be question and answer day so if you have any questions hey christopher good to see you if you have any questions for me um I would be more than happy to try to answer them. Um, so, you know, if you want to ask me a question, pop it up there in the chat room and uh, we'll go from there. But um, so Halloween, yeah, I, I had enough shows and, and uh, I don't know what to discuss tonight, to be perfectly honest with you. I really don't know. Um, 
I just like uh, drew a blank and stuff like that. But uh, you know how it goes. I mean, there's times that I've come on here without even being prepared, and uh, the show went great. You know, but I got good people in the chat room, so I know they'll keep me busy tonight. But I want to ask you guys a question. Okay, and I want you to really think hard about this question. All right. I'd like to hear what your answers are. Okay. The question is, if a ghost looks himself in the mirror, does he think that he is a ghost? Let me repeat that question. If a ghost looks into the mirror, and he sees himself, does he think he's a ghost? Oh, what was my spookiest paranormal experience? I'm glad to hear that you brought that up, uh, Virginia. Yeah, my spookiest one that we um, we did an investigation. Uh, I don't know if people are familiar with Pittsburgh. It was, uh, but the people who are, um, it was over on the north side. And we got an e I got an email from a mother who was like really frantic and crazy and stuff like that. And so we went over and did a little walkthrough uh, into the house. But the backstory to that was, um, so she was a young mom, right? And, uh, you know, she had a, a young daughter. And she was like doing stuff downstairs and uh, she couldn't hear her daughter, you know, in her room and she got nervous. And what happened was, and this is all true, she walked up and opened up her daughter's room and her daughter's like three or four, something like that. And the little girl turned around and said, hi, mommy, I want you to meet my friend Johnny. And Johnny wasn't there. And that freaked her out. And so we did the investigation. Um, and there was a lot of negative energy in, in the house, a ton of negative energy. And uh, I, I had a hard time. Um, usually, you know, and I'm not being egotistical when I tell you this, but, you know, I can go into houses that are really have nasty energy and bad spirits in it, and it wouldn't affect me. But this one did. And, you know, I couldn't figure out why it did affect me like it did. But the ghost that was in there, um, he was nasty. Okay. He was really, really nasty. And uh, he started to... Uh, push my people around um he started you know he actually scratched my arm um and I, I mean everywhere we turned it was just like stuff thrown at us and it was like damn you know um it, it, it took a lot to get rid of him but uh but in, in, in the end, the little girl and the mom were okay. And what was really cool about it was I got an email from them. Oh, Lord, about five years ago. And uh, she just could not stop thanking me. Uh, Johnny says, never ran into a nasty spirit, just a few demons. 
yes, they can masquerade as a child. Yes, ma'am. You know, but uh, the whole thing was, I mean, the little boy Johnny was a legit little boy. School. Um, he was a little kid, but uh, it, it, it just amazes me how even in the spirit world, if you're an ugly ghost, if you're a mean ghost out there in the spirit world, you know, you really don't like, it's, it's like you just take up where you're, uh, when, when you were alive. And it, it just, it just bothered me, you know, um, the dude was really powerful. I mean, he was really powerful. And what was crazy about that whole story about that, this is a true story about the house is that there were other ghosts in the house and he literally um controlled them too so so it all it just uh was probably my most spookiest one at all um i, I ran into a couple up in gettysburg the one on Sachs covered bridge and uh you know we were out there and filming um and uh I got stabbed in the back. <laughs> and I don't, I, I don't know if anybody um, knows what it's felt to be zapped by spirit. Okay. Um, it don't feel good. It does not feel good. And you're like really um, kind of tired and hurting. And it, to, to me, it felt like when you get zapped, when I got zapped, it's like getting like, a lot of electricity going through your whole body and, and you're just not right for about a week you know but uh but that that's about the most spookiest one i had um now if you ask me to go to one of them fake fake haunted houses you know uh, i don't like people jumping out at me with a freaking chainsaw <laughs> no okay Holly, hey Holly, good to see you, honey. Good to see you. Huh. How can you find out if you have a dog or a cat ghost? It's real simple, Holly. Um, when you're sitting in your room, um, honestly, when you're sitting in your room and something brushes up against your leg, and uh, or else is just like like things moving. Um, you know, can hear footsteps on, on your floor and, and stuff like that. But the big one basically is the one is when they brush up against you. Um, Cybel says, I get jumped by spirits in my house. I, I can believe that, you know. Um, I think it's due to uh, the energy that you release um, in, from you, Cybel, is why you get jumped. Uh, Kurt, what's up, Kurt? Good to see you. What does a door opening and closing in front of you mean? Well, basically, Kurt, what that means is that the spirit there is trying to acknowledge you that that spirit is there. Nothing uh, demonic on that. Um, nothing like that. But when, when you see a lot of stuff happening in your room, in your house, in different parts, it's just the spirits telling you that you're there. Um, Johnny says, I hear my dogs that pass running on. Okay, wow, look at all these people. I love it, man. 
Oh, you're welcome, Kurt. Thank you're welcome. But uh, I, 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 this is I, I love this. This is great. You guys are the best, Virginia, Mandy, um, Johnny, Virginia, Cybel. Oh my God, man! Who and whoever I miss. Uh, this is like so cool. You know, Holly. I haven't seen Holly. I was thinking about you today, Holly. I was wondering how you were doing. You know, I'm just coming up here to see who Christopher. Yeah, th this is like really, really nice. But uh, I don't know. That that is like one of my my, my spookiest ones that that I ever dealt with. Um, but my question, yeah, you, you truly are a family, Johnny. Honest to gosh, you guys are. I, I don't know. You all warm my heart up. You know what I mean? You really do. I mean, I haven't asked for, you know, I'm honored. I'm honored um, to have you guys as my friends. But there's a couple other, you know, scary ones. We were at an investigation, and uh, it was over in a row house over there in East McKeesport. And uh, what happened was there was a little girl in our, um, a little, I think she was Filipino in the group. And I turned around and she literally, literally got picked up and thrown. Honest God, she did. She's like, what, 90 pounds soaking wet. And so she actually got picked up and thrown and like into my brother you know um but what else was crazy about that house over there uh was as we were you know getting closing down uh my brother went down to the cellar and um he went and grabbed all the equipment and as he's walking up okay there's a screw about that big okay and it was sitting it was standing it was like straight up it wasn't laying down it was straight up and down and if my brother didn't catch that okay uh it would have went right through his foot amanda says i'm glad i joined the family johnny in virginia and nice to meet you mr kelly nice to meet you miss miss ray nice to meet you too oh this is like so cool Ooh. but yeah so when we went to a house, Duke's house investigations, yeah, you know, there was a lot of times where it, it just wasn't right. I mean, it's just not what you see, you know, on TV, you know. I mean, stuff happens, okay? You get scratched, punched. Are you doing a Halloween show? Mandy, yeah. Um, I'm glad that you brought that up. Yes, we are. Um but it's not me and what I want to talk. Well, hold on, Mandy. What we're doing is like this Saturday, October 21st, Saturday, October 21st at 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. I'm doing my show. And the two people that you see in the room tonight, Johnny Freeman and Virginia Lanigan are going to be my host, my, my guest that night. And, I am really, really looking forward to that show. Um, so put it in your calendars. Honest to God, put it in your calendars. October 21st, Saturday, 7 to 9, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. 
on UPRN Talk Radio, 105.3 New Orleans, 107.7 Mississippi. And uh, you're welcome, Johnny. And Johnny and uh, Virginia uh, will be coming on the show. You know, so I'm like real excited for that. So Mandy, but Mandy, back to your question, October 31st, Halloween night. I'm still going to have a show, but it's with the whole it's with the uh, whole um, the the different people, the different shows, the different hosts. We're all getting together, and we're going to talk about what Halloween means to us. So we'll I'll still be here, but with the rest of the hosts from the other different shows on the channel, and I'm looking forward to that too. Uh, that's cool. Uh, Virginia's like, oh, I can't wait. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I don't, you know. Oh, by the way, while I got you in the rooms, I'm going to like need a little uh, bio for for you, Virginia, and for you, Johnny, if you can. Um, so that's what's happening, Mandy. But on the 24th of October, I am having my friend. He's an author, Maxim Furick. This is October 24th. He is an author. He wrote a book, uh, Coal Region Hoodoo, which is out right now. Okay. Um, we did interview him twice, I think, um, about three or four months ago. We had him on the show. Uh, and his book, Coal Region Hoodoo, has to deal with all the paranormal events here in eastern Pennsylvania doing, dealing with the coal mines. Um, it, it, it's a good book. I read it. It's really, really good. But we're having him on the 24th because he came out with a new book, ladies and gentlemen. And it's called Flying Saucer Ethel Carrick. Okay. Um, I, I haven't got the book yet. I haven't got the notes on it. And uh, so that's um looking forward to the 24th because maximum he's a good dude he's a very good author and he puts out all kinds of good books so if you're not doing anything next tuesday please um johnny cream well that that would be pretty cool johnny if you you, you popped in there because uh you, you know the book is good it talks about that incident that happened out there in that coal mine um, back in the 60s, I think it was, where people died. It, it's a really interesting book. Uh, it is the Coal Region Hoodoo. You know? Now let me catch my breath here. <laughs> but yeah, so, and then um, I have a lot of stuff coming up for myself. October 28th. I will be over at the Carnegie Library in Homestead. And uh, my friend, Drake Bowman, he, um, every year, he his, his this group, Oakmont Paranormal Society, he, they do a fundraiser for the library itself. And it's like really cool. He's been doing it for such a long time now. And uh, I'm going to go over there. It, with a bunch of other people from a bunch of different other paranormal groups and, and do the investigation. We take people on little tours of the, like, little and mini investigations because that library over there is huge. 
really, really huge. And on the 29th, I will be at the Penn Brewery in the north side from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. And I will be doing a little lecture over there for the people. Uh, we did investigate the Penn Brewery. And yes, it is, it's definitely haunted. Um, but it's a real interesting place because uh, they make a lot of the micro beers, I guess you want to call it. And, um, you know, you can actually see them make beer. It, the food is very good. Real, real good. It, it, it's like they do Oktoberfest pretty good. So that's the Penn Brewery on the 29th. Yeah, you know, Drake, that's cool. I'll tell you what, Drake's the best, man. I mean, I, I've known him for a very, very long time. Okay, Virginia says, now Tony passes out. Cool. <laughs> Have you experienced any activity in Homestead where the strikers were killed at the steel mill? We'll put that up there. You know what? Yes. Um, I have actually investigated houses um, that are above the library. And that's for all the, uh, like the CEOs, the managers, the bosses lived in them big houses behind it. And there, there was a lot of hauntings up there, a lot, of, a lot of ghosts up there. But what's really crazy, they tore down the mills over there in Homestead. And they put all kinds of restaurants, all kinds of soft things, malls and grocery stores down in that area. But what's really crazy, if you walk the path behind the restaurants, right, you can actually see shadows on the path walking towards you. Or you can actually see them um, cross in front of you. So, yeah, absolutely. There was... Uh, there's a lot of paranormal activity down there. And it don't have to be just the borough, I mean, the uh, library. I mean, that whole area down there. Um, so, but I, I, you know, when I was married, um, I lived over in that area. And the whole area, the whole, you know, a lot of people ask me, all right, Kirk, cool. Please do. I mean, just go down and get a bite to eat at, you know, some restaurant down there. And then about 10 o'clock at night, just walk down the path behind the restaurants, man. You'll be surprised. You'll get some eerie feelings. You know what I mean? But uh, it definitely, it's a place to get. Um, but a lot of people have asked me, they asked me, like, where's the most haunted place? in Pennsylvania, okay, and everyone thought that I would have said Gettysburg, okay, or Eastern Penitentiary, but it's not true, and Johnny knows about this, and whoever's from Pittsburgh, the most haunted area is the Mon Valley, Okay, and that starts up at Elizabeth, PA, all the way down to Denora, Shallowroy, all those little towns down there, because they're right along the river, okay? And um, 
And they're like, uh, cold town. Tony says, yes. Yes, it, it, the Mon, Mon Valley is the most haunted area in Pennsylvania. You know, and people look at me like I'm shocked, like that. Why, why is it a valley? Why is it all bunch of different times? It's because a lot of crap happened down there. Um, over, I cannot say Monica Hill. I, I just cannot say. So I usually say Mon City. Like over in Mon City, um, there's a, a creek behind the church, St. Anthony's, and that was haunted. Oh, my God. Oh, St. Anthony's was definitely haunted over there. And uh, Bronzeville, yeah. Bronzeville was, like, really haunted. But over in Mon City, um, there was a creek over there. And there was, it's called Pigeon Creek, I do believe. And there was a massive uprising between uh, two Native Americans, tribes. And we did an investigation over there at a house right by that creek. And I'll tell you what, you could just cut the energy with a knife. It was terrible. Let's see what Amanda says here. Amanda says, wow, that's crazy. Last time I felt a presence was when I moved into my house now. I think it was residual, but I couldn't take those sounds of doors opening and closing. But just the sound of them doing it. So I asked them to stop as, as they had passed and it was time for them to go and the noises stopped. Yes, you know, and, and, that, and Amanda, what's really crazy about that, right, is that if you treat the spirits like you want to be treated and you treat them nice and you respect them in return they will respect you you know i was talking to a friend of mine before the show came on and uh, she was telling me that she had a little poltergeist things were missing and um she was finding stuff under her bed and on top of the refrigerator and uh, she actually sent me a video of the little sucker um, and then she just said, you know what, please stop what you're doing. Please stop what you're doing. And you know what? They haven't had any problems for a whole week. Uh, Kurt says, have you experienced any paranormal experience in the Braddock area where the greatest slaughter of the British Army in North America happened? You know, sir, I have not done an investigation up in Braddock. Okay. But I do totally understand where you're coming from. Um, there was one time we were supposed to do a bar over there. I forget which one it was because uh, they had a lot of activity going on, but it just didn't seem to pan out for us to get over there. But I'm definitely sure. What's um, the name of that battlefield out in Penn Trafford? Bushy Run. The Battle of Bushy Run out there in Penn Trafford definitely freaking haunted, you know. What I didn't like about Penn Trafford was that they only would let you go to a certain place in the battlefield. You actually could not go out into the battlefield. So there were some places where there's a log cabin and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's on Bushy Run. Um and, and I've been out there a couple of times. And, you know, even though you are, like, cornered or, like, kind of, like, sticking in the one place, 
it still had a lot of activity, you know. And I mean, it wasn't like the ghost came up on you or, you know, walked right behind you or in front of you, whatever. Wait, here's the trick what you need to do. And it's a cool trick if you ever go out like that. Um, look at the tree lines. Wherever you're at, if you're outside, look at the tree lines. Okay. And when you look at the tree lines, you're going to actually look and see shadows coming in and out of that tree line. You know, um, if there's no tree lines there um, and you're into a cemetery, just sit down and and not even focus. Just sit there and watch. Watch with your eyes. Okay. And as you're watching, you're just going to see things zip on by. You're going to see uh, orbs fly by you. You're going to see mist walk by you or over here and over there. The three main things about ghost hunting for me is your senses, your eyes, your nose, and your ears. Okay. I've been a lot of investigations where we did houses. And um, a lot of the... Uh, Smells of old, old women perfume. I hope nobody's old out there. To, <laughs> but I'm talking the Jean de Tay, um, the Jean de Tay perfume. I don't know if any of the women know about it, any of the guys know about it out there. Um, and, you know, we've been to houses where we actually smelled coffee um, and uh, tobacco smoke, cigarette smoke. So, and, and you use your nose. Um, there's a thing that we do when we go on investigation is like, if they're not, we use a K2 meter, which picks up um, electromagnetic film, uh, energy, you know, it's a K2 meter. And uh, if they're not responding to that K2 meter, okay, what we usually do is say, if you are here, can you knock on the wood like that one time? And it might not be in the room where you're at, but if you listen really, if you listen, like, and then you might hear a noise. You might hear a knock. Hey, Tony, good to see you, pal. That's my boy, Tony, from Texas, man. He's good. He has about, it takes Texas Wraith Hunters. Um. He just came back from New Orleans. I'm going to have him on the show pretty soon, and we're going to talk about New Orleans. He's a good dude. Tony's a good dude. But when you're in a room doing the house, and, you know, the K2s ain't working, none of the equipment that you got is going on, um, and, they, and you know they're there, it's because they don't want to answer you, or they're kind of nervous answering you. Um, but, what we do is that we knock on the wall. We ask them, can you make some noise and knock on the wall? And usually they do knock on the wall. So that um, is a lot of ways that you could tell if the spirit was in your house or not. So, and that was listening with your ears and your eyes. You just see shadows and stuff like that. Um, or, or actual real spirit, you know, uh, uh, Virginia said had a quite a few spirits coming through <laughs> bathing in cologne. Okay. <laughs> I 
Okay, Virginia, I'm not. It's like I got to wash my eyes with Clorox because that just didn't, or my brain, one or the other. Just joking. <laughs> um, Gary. Hey, Gary. Good to see you. What's uh, up, so Gary? Good evening, Sean. Oh, I'm in Bethany Beach, Delaware this week. Huh. Was a Steeler bar for dinner and was talking to a guy and come to find out he was five houses from my cousin in Brookline on Aiden Court. Oh, really? That's cool. Small world, isn't it, bud? Small world. How you been doing, though, Gary? Good to see you. You know, and of course, being not so good in, in speaking English. There goes my double negatives. But yeah, um, yeah, gotta wash up. I, I'm still having flashbacks of Virginia saying about bathing in Cologne. I just, you know, that just like rattled my head, you know, just like messed up my senses and stuff like that. But yeah, the senses are very important when you go out and investigate, um, especially when you're outside. Um, you might hear um when you're like there's a good place blue miss road i don't know you know i've been there many many times um oh tony goes i got a lot of knocking at mausoleums i asked is that y'all and you can hear it and if you can hear us huh. okay did it happen brother did it happen i hope it did um but when you go outside, there, there's a place I love to take everybody. It's called Blue Miss Road, and uh, it's up there in North Park. And it is uh, a, definitely a place up there that's, like, really, really haunted. Um, I'm not really going to get into the history behind it. But, um, you know, you walk down the road, and um, you might hear, like, something walking in the woods or walking down the path that you're going to um so you also hear i mean you might think oh it's probably a deer or it's probably a coyote or whatever but you know what nine out of ten times it's not it's somebody actually walking the spirit because you know they do make noise when they walk um so the senses are really important when you're investigating. Um, okay, uh, real quick, I'm going to throw this question out. Remember my first question I asked you tonight? If and I would like to see if any of y'all got an answer for it. Um, if a ghost sees himself in the mirror or herself, does that ghost think he's dead? I reworded it wrong, but that's okay. Now, another question. Well, not a question. I, I want to get an opinion from everybody in the chat room, you know. As you can tell, I got my beard, right? Do you think I should shave my beard or keep my beard? Need to know. Just, just want to see what people have to say about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, Kurt. Speaking of the door mind. The entrance to the Dar Mine in Westmoreland County is very definitely, yes, sir. I've been there a couple times. Um, a couple times I've been there, and yes, it's very, very active. Um, and, and it's kind of like a remorseful place to go to. Um, 
there are no happy spirits there, none whatsoever. And no matter how much respect that you treat them, you know, they, they just don't want to hear it. Uh, yeah, definitely do. We can investigate that. Not a problem. I would like that. I know there's other people. Huh. <laughs> Sean, good to see you, pal. Everybody, meet John Ventry. Uh, he was a co-host with me on um, Chasing Prophecy when, when Chasing Prophecy was out there. Good to see you, John. Thank you for stopping in. Um, and he says, like a vampire, they have no reflection. That's so true. So true. Um, we just had a show on vampires last week and the week before and the week before. And uh, you know what? Um, I really want to look and research into the vampires because I believe they exist. I really do. Uh, good to see you, John. Okay, Amanda Lynn Ray says, that's so sad. Has anyone ever tried to help these souls move on? Um, no, not at all. Um, just like Gettysburg in the Dar Mine, okay? I think they are, they don't want to leave where, where they're at right now because either some of them really, really don't know um, that they're dead, to be honest with you, hon. Um, and that's the truth. Think about it. One minute you're standing there, and the next minute you're dead, you know? And, and your spirit's like, whoa, where, why am I here? Why am I here? And so a lot of the emotion um, comes, and, it, 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 and they have nowhere other place to go. They don't know to move. And the only place that they feel comfortable was at the place where they were at. Yes, it's true. Uh, uh, let's see what we got here. Kurt says, awesome chat session, and thanks. I will come see you at Penn Brewery and buy you a beer. Uh, thank you for the beer. I'll tell you what, I'll take a nice tea on Sweeten, brother, because I, I haven't touched a drink since 1991. So I'll tell you what, I'll take a nice tea or a Coca-Cola or whatever. Oh, I shouldn't have said that because they, like, any kind of uh, soda or pop, you know, here in, here in Pennsylvania, we call them, um, we call it pop in Pittsburgh, and in a lot of places, other places, they call them soda, so that's like the big debate going on since I was a child, what is it, everybody, tell me, what is your thoughts, is it pop, or is it soda? Okay, Denise says, hey, good to see you, Denise, honestly. Good to see two weeks in a row. If you keep the beard, trim it up so we can see your face. I've been admiring how snow white your hair is. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think I'm Santa Claus <laughs> sometimes, but that's okay. Thank you for your input, Denise. Appreciate it. Uh, Gary, it's called Blue, B-L-U-E. Mist, M-I-S-T, Road, R-O-A-D. And it's up there in North Park. Johnny Freeman says pop. Seibel says pop. Kurt says pop. Amanda, soda? Amanda? Cindy says pop. <laughs> wait till Johnny says wait till they see him on Saturday. 
Oh, you're from South Georgia. Oh, okay, okay. Georgia Pete. Okay. All right, we'll let you slide since you're from Mandy Goes Water. Oh, you're welcome, buddy. I hope you get to go out there, man. It's a pretty good place to go. Virginia, Virginia, come on, girl. Soda, what are you talking about? Come on. No, it's pop. <laughs> they say pop. So my brother got a dime pack. He goes, ah, oh, it's just, he calls it soda pop. And then I guess he's covering both ways, but to me it's pot. And it's funny too, when I was in the service, I was stationed in South Carolina. And uh <laughs> and I would go into a diner and I would ask for a pop and they'd be looking at me like they're ready to throw me out the freaking door. And here here's another thing about down south, right? Now here in Pittsburgh, I don't know if it's anywhere else, but um we like gravy on our french fries. Has anyone ever tried that before? Gravy on your french fries? Well, I love gravy on my french fries instead of ketchup. Gravy. Gravy anytime. And uh, <laughs> they looked at me. Honest to God, I went to this diner and I asked for um, I asked for uh, french fries. And, and I said, can you put gravy on it? They really, really thought I was like insane. Okay, Denise says, would a ghost see a reflection even if it wasn't there? I wonder if being able to move things or be heard could be confusing. Could be. Um, I, I personally think, honestly, uh, Denise, that they do see themselves. Okay, they do know. Um and I, I, I don't know. Um, maybe at the beginning, they're kind of like, uh, you know, like crazy because all of a sudden they're moving stuff and they don't understand why they're moving stuff. But eventually, you know, as, as time goes on and as everyone knows that there is no time where they where they are at. Right. Um, they. uh They just learn how to do it, I guess. All right, we got some stuff here. Uh, uh, Johnny says yes to you. Amanda says yes. Johnny Freeman, I do too. Virginia says gravy on French fries. Yummy, definitely. Uh, <laughs> All right, you're making up for the pop there, Virginia. <laughs> Amanda, why is it then people get pics of ghosts in mirrors if they don't see their reflections. Hmm. Um. If they don't, well, I. You know what? That that that's a good question, there, Amanda. Johnny can help me out, or anybody else in the room, because I really don't. Um. Don't have an answer for you, to be honest with you. Now, I will say this, Amanda. We were down at um. Uh, what's the place? Nemecone Castle down in Brownsville, PA. And uh, they had all the old furniture in. Um, so a person in the group took a picture and they caught this little girl holding a dog, right? Um, but here come to find out that uh, there had to be a very bright light, like real bright lightning happening. And yeah, Virginia, absolutely an energy imprint onto the mirror. 
and it was crazy. We thought we had like God's gift to everything uh, of all the you know stuff, but come to find out, if you really, really look at the mirror itself, you can actually see it outlined in in, in the thing. Uh, Kurt goes has a question. Last question: Have you experienced any paranormal activity in the area of the arsenal in Lawrenceville where the battery? Yes, I have. Absolutely. And not just at night during the daytime, because I won't go out there at night. <laughs> my my dad's family's from Lawrenceville, and they're pretty close to Arsenal. And um, so, yes, during the daytime. I do believe that the Allegheny Cemetery is out that way. And we have investigated the Allegheny Cemetery. And talking about mausoleums, oh, my God, that place is Latin Homewood Cemetery. Whew. I mean, they're old cemeteries, but I tell you what, you get permission to go in, go, because I can guarantee you will definitely pick up some kind of uh, any type of evidence that you need. Uh, Cybel says, I've seen reflection of ghosts in my window before. Uh, yeah, I mean, but the thing is, can they do they see themselves? I believe they can. To be honest with you, I, then that's why I look at it. Uh, Denise comes back and says, I worked with someone who lived in a house right by there. She said a young boy would run through her kitchen and up and down the basement steps. Oh, my. Oh, check this out. Oh, my God. My light's going crazy. I don't know if you could tell. It. Holy crap. I got a ghost in the house. Oh, my God. Check it out. Do you see it? My wife's going crazy here. I got a ghost up here. Holy crap. Who is it, Johnny? Who, who's in my house? Look at this thing. This light's like going in and out. Hi. I got a ghost right here. You know. Oh, there goes the dog barking at it. There's no lie. It's like a freaking disco ball blinking in and out. I don't know. You see it, Amanda? It's crazy. It just keeps going on and off. And this is like actually now I, I have done shows to where I um and I have no control over that light. But I have done shows up here in my office up in the attic. And uh, you know, there are plenty of times that there was a lot of ghosts up here. Can you please excuse me real quick? I need to take a, a drink of water or tea. And what was crazy about it, and what was crazy about it was, you know, whenever that was happening, my spidey senses were kicking in too. Okay, but... Okay, Amanda says, well, I see it. That's crazy. Yes, I see it. Virginia sees it. Male spirit. Donnie, thank you. Oh, cool. Male. Um, it could be my father. I hope it's my father because I haven't really talked to him lately. Um, and, you know, it's funny when I say that. Because uh, before I even got into this, he um he passed away before I really got into paranormal investigating. And um and when I started doing it and I started to clear houses and work with angels, 
and animals, I always wondered in my mind, and I said, was he disappointed? Uh, pretty close to it, Johnny. Yeah, he had dark hair, but, you know, he had, he had a bald spot like this one right up here. Um, yeah, he was thin. He was thin. He died. He died of cancer back in 1986. He was 52 years old. Well, I'm glad he is. I'm glad because there was a lot of times where I thought that he really did not like the idea of me doing this, you know. And um, I needed to hear that, Virginia. Thank you. And Johnny, I needed to hear that, too. I am really looking forward for you two to coming on the show this Saturday. Remember, everybody, October 21st is Saturday, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on UPRN Talk Radio on the show into the night. It's going to be a good show. But, back, you know, that was one of the biggest things that I ever struggled with was dealing with what does my father think about me doing the spirit, you know, the paranormal work or the spiritual work, whatever it was, you know. And um, so 1029 to Penn Brewery, yes, sir. And uh, so we'll see, you know, um, maybe when I die and I leave my body and I hope he's there waiting to give me a hug, you know, because it's been over 30 some years now since he passed away. Like I said, he was 52 years old and I was 24 at the time, 24, 25. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll just happen to see. But I appreciate everybody, um, Virginia, Johnny, and everybody else that have contributed to what I was talking about. Kurt, yes, 1029, the Penn Brewery, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Yes. Uh, uh, Johnny says he's around you a lot, brother. That's cool. I'm glad. You know, because I'm getting up there in age. <laughs> I'm getting up there in age, you know. I'm just, you know, you're going to have to break out the wheelchairs or, uh, no, I'm joking with you, uh, the walkers and stuff like that. You know, uh, I was sitting back today and I was really thinking um, about all the years that I, that I have done investigating and with me retiring um i like the retirement i also do like to help people out um and maybe do uh a, you know a talk of some sort you know share my experiences and everything that i've learned and that maybe i could you know teach other people um but to be honest with you everybody you know, I, I, I don't miss it, you know. I've done it so long that, you know, the thrill wasn't there no more for me, you know. But I, I help people out. You know, I do speak, and anybody has a question for me, I'll answer it to the best of my ability. Maybe every now and then I'll go out on an investigation. Tony says I couldn't live without it. Wow. 
eight to ten. Nandy, that's seven to nine on Saturday night, hon. The 21st, that's seven to nine. Uh, at the brewery, I'm going to be there at 8 p.m. till about 10, 10, 30 p.m. Oh, there goes my stomach. Uh, Amanda says, I don't want to change subject, but and just have to she, what's that? But just have to she with you, Mr. Kelly, my maiden name is Kelly, born Amanda Lynn Kelly. Oh, wow. I don't know. There's, here's my theory behind everything, Amanda. There's no such thing as coincidences, right? Everything happens for a reason. And, and this is cool. Mrs. Kelly. Yeah, Miss Kelly. <laughs> Johnny is the, uh, Virginia says Johnny is the every, ever ready body. But you know what? At nine o'clock, everybody, you know that I have to take a take about a minute, minute and a half break. So um, I'll come back with some announcements, you know, and uh, we can start the second hour of the show. So we got about eight, seven minutes, and then it'll be about nine o'clock, and then I'll take uh, that minute, minute and a half break, and. Uh, Go to the bathroom, get something to drink, do what you got to do, and um, and we'll start, you know, right after 9 o'clock. But, yeah, this has been a great one hour, first hour show. Awesome. You know, I, I really, I can't thank you guys enough. Yes, yeah, sorry, 7 to 9, this, this Saturday, Mandy, 7 to 9. I'm very happy family shows up for us. I am too, Johnny. Honest to God. I I am. I, I'm, I'm just like totally, totally off. It's cool. So I appreciate every single one of your family members. Everyone. And, uh, but like I said, this was a good first hour. We got a lot of talking done, a lot of questions. What's that? was answered and hopefully we'll have some more amanda says wish i could experience some of the things you have and had abilities like johnny and virginia that would be so cool it would be but you know what amanda what's really crazy when you say that um you probably did but you didn't know you did um same thing with you, Mandy. Honestly, probably had some something happen. And we all have abilities. Okay, we're born with it. Um, but I truly believe that, you know, uh, spirit, God, Buddha, whoever you believe in, okay, they give a little bit more extra to people who think that they can actually handle it. And um, so I believe that I got a little bit more, but there was a long story behind it. Long story short, before we go into the break, um, when 1983, when I was in 1983, I was in the Navy. And uh, what happened was I was taking a drug called Anabuse, and I drank on it, died, or went somewhere I, I explained it but when i came to i started to see things hear things and feel things that weren't there and 
what was explained to me was that my old spirit jumped out and a new one jumped in, which in, uh, enlightened or heightened my abilities to see things. Uh, Amanda says, uh, I heard things as kids and seeing things I know were spirits, but they were not scary. Of course not. Not all. In fact, 99% of them are not scary at all, Amanda. Not at all. They're just like, uh, um, they're just like uh, normal human beings, you know. Uh, John says, when Jesus said you risk being sent to the outer darkness, did he mean spirit world or hell? When Jesus said, you risk being sent to the outer darkness, did he mean spirit world or hell? I believe hell, John. I believe hell. Because when I died, I didn't see no light, didn't see no angels, didn't see the pearly gates. I didn't see light. I just saw dark, gray, so I do believe I went to hell. But that's the way I look at it. John, maybe one day you can come on and we can talk about uh, angels and demons. I'd appreciate that. You know, I miss talking to you about stuff like that. John knows his stuff. John's great. John's a very good host. And he, he's very well-knowledged in, in the spirits and the angels. And that's cool. Great. I appreciate that, John. Uh, we'll talk, like later on down the week you understand that amanda i'm glad you do because they're not all bad and and you know it's crazy you you gotta blame the movies you gotta blame the tv because they want to show everybody that everything's a demon and stuff like that and you know what not really you know they're there are some people that think that there are demons and there is a, a lot of a lot of people think they're demons because that's what TV tells you. That's what um, movies tell you. Uh, Mandy says, I saw I saw spirits in Indiana, but not here in South and North Carolina. I miss being able to. Honest to God, Mandy, there is so many spirits down South Carolina and North Carolina. Honest to God, um, maybe you need to meditate and open yourself back up to start seeing, um, especially in North Carolina, there's a lot of spirits. Virginia so true. Oh, Johnny heard your presentation there, John. John, I, I've heard his, pre yeah, Johnny's good. Uh, John Ventry, he's very, very, very intelligent, very smart. Looking forward to having him on the show. Very true, sir. Uh, Brian, what's up, brother? It's my cousin from South Carolina. And he said, Mandy, there's, he says there's a lot in South Carolina. I'm telling you, especially down there around, what, Georgia, uh, South Carolina. And, um, oh, yeah around the Civil War sleeps. But you know what? It is coming up on the 9 o'clock hour, and uh, the one-hour show is almost over, so we're going to take about a minute and a half break. Um, so go to the bathroom, get some pop, do what you got to do, and then um, I will 
see you in about a minute, minute and a half, two minutes. Okay. Da da. Let's do some commercials. Okay. Looking for stories that are fresh and new? Dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, cyberpunk, alternate history, and more. They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future Anthology. From 24 award-winning authors and illustrators, plus art and writing tips, and bonus stories. L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future. Buy your copy at galaxypress.com, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Looking for something new in dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, alternative history? They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future Anthology. Get the 10-volume box set with 159 stories in full-color illustrations plus 34 articles with writings and art tips. Get the UPR and discount, $125 for the entire box set. That's a $60 savings for that beautiful box set. L. Ron Hubbard presents Writers of the Future. Go to uprntalkradio.com, click on the link, and place your order. Welcome back, everybody. That I hope everybody, um, hope everyone got to go out and get something to drink, sit back, and let's enjoy the second hour of the show. But before I go on, um, I want to thank my sponsor tonight, uh, Carnation, for celebrating the second hour of Into the Night with Sean Kelly. Uh, there are other good shows on. Uh, UPRN um, during the week, so if you really don't want to watch TV or um, just want to listen to other different radio shows, uh, we have uh, the Horsefly Chronicles, and we have the Angel Rock with Lorelai Potvin, the Outer Realm, the Missing Piece, that's with Trish Moe, uh, the Church of Mabus, and UF Undercover, and every other... Uh, Every now and then on a Friday night, you'll see me on News of the Flipside with Joe Montaldo. Uh, Tony says, uh, Brian goes, ha, 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 pop. Okay. Hey, Squatch man, good to see you, brother. John Ventry says, we'll talk about how I soft-talked the ghost to leave, but there is still a minion watcher here. Went after the dog again. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yes, we can do that, John. I'd appreciate that. Um Probably the first week, the first Tuesday in November, if you're up for it, that would be great. So, again, welcome back to the second hour. Um, 
again, I'm on UPRN Talk Radio 105.3 New Orleans, 107.7 Mississippi. Um, Joe Montaldo is the owner of the station, and uh, so, uh, and he, he, you know, I've been doing this for about four or five years now, so it's like a pretty cool place to do it. Um, so, um, back to what we were talking about. I'm going to ask those questions again, and I haven't gotten the answers yet, but I uh, only got a couple people saying that I should I should keep my beard, you know. Um, Denise says she's impressed on how white it's getting. Yeah, it, it is, if you look at it. My God, I'm like, but you know it's crazy about my beard, right? There's a lot of dark hairs inside my beard, you know. Um, so it's like the salt and pepper kind of look, you know what I mean? So, does anybody else have any other questions out there um, that they would like to ask? And maybe we can all talk about it. Um, is any, Johnny, do you have, besides me coming on my show on October 21st, do you have any presentations going? John, do you have any presentations going on? You're free November 7th. Okay, sir. I'll write that down now. That sounds great. November 7th, we will have John Ventry on the show, which will be great. I'm looking forward to that. It's been a while. And, uh, okay, we got you, brother. So we were like, what, discussing a little bit um, about the different, you know, senses that you use when you go on an investigation anywhere. Uh, there's a lot of things, you know, that 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 you do that you know as time goes on and as you get into the investigating um that you can pick up now yes he is johnny johnny freeman says yes he is very knowledgeable oh cool sal oh that'd be great i gotta introduce you to michelle john says i'll also tell you about my being knighted in europe as a knight's templar that's squeak Okay, Amanda has a question. Uh, have you ever researched more history on spirits and locations? Because in really like knowing the history on the spirit, uh, definitely, you know, um, when I had my group, I had a person that would do all the research of the property or the house that we were going to. Um, and here's a crazy thing about that, Amanda, right? Okay, so there's a uh, new house is built up in Penn Trafford near Bushy Run Battlefield. And we investigated a house there one time because they started to see spirits in their backyard, in their house. You know, um, every now and then they'll send me an orb video going on. But we did the one house. And what happened was... We were called back there to four or five different houses in that same location. And so what happened, um, I had my researcher look into that. Not so much with the houses, because they were kind of like brand new. But the, what happened before the houses were built, okay? Um, there was a major war out there at Bushy Run, Okay. Um, Gettysburg got the Civil War here in Pittsburgh and Westmoreland County and whatever. We had the American Revolution, you know. So 
uh, down in Pittsburgh at uh, the Three Rivers, Point Park, right? You know, there was a lot of stuff happening down there. So Point Park is crazy at night, right? Um, Point Park, uh, in fact, they still have uh, like, uh, what is it, the fort down there. But so much activity happened down there during the Revolutionary War. And it was a prime spot for everybody because, you know, you had the Mon River coming down. You had the Allegheny coming down and going into the Ohio. Um, and that's why I, I feel that the Mon Valley is very, very haunted because of, you know, the Native Americans in, in, in the war, in, in the Revolutionary War. I have no doubt. Um, the travel way, yeah. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I think I heard that uh, those two explorers, um, that I, I forget what they were called, who what their names were, they were really big. And uh, they actually launched from Elizabeth, PA, down around that area. But, uh, yeah, so... I got another little bit of tidbit for you, too, about Pittsburgh, okay? Okay, hold on, let me get out of that. You know, the Allegheny, they flow down, okay, into the Ohio. But the Mon, I do believe, goes back up. I mean, it, the Allegheny comes on. Uh, was it Boston they started? Okay, Boston's crazy. Boston, PA is crazy. That's over there near McKeesport. And there's uh, the bike trail that is over there in Boston. That's where you start at. And uh, we did investigations. What's the name of that uh, cemetery down there off the thing? Um, there's a cemetery on that bike trail. I forget what it is. But... Um, we invested that, but, you know, walking down that bike trail down there by Post, and, you know, you could see a lot of shadows happening down there. You could see a lot of, and you can hear gunshots sometimes. You can, you can actually smell the muskets down there. But, uh, but what I really wanted to tell you, okay, I don't know if anybody heard, but the, the aviary in Pittsburgh, okay, do you know that in the 1860s, during the Civil War, um, that was a prisoner of war camp there. It was the original Allegheny County Jail, okay? And during the Civil War, it became a Civil War um, place where they held prisoners because what happened was, uh, I think, some cavalry got caught over in Ohio somewhere. I, I don't know where, uh, Lisbon or something like that. But um, I forgot where they caught in Ohio, and then they took them over to the Allegheny, uh, you know, the jail, which is the Avery now. And I'll tell you what, we actually, we were invited to investigate down there a long time ago when I first started, about 2006, 2007. And there is a ghost that haunts that area down there. Um, but you, you know, it is the aviary and they didn't quite like 
I don't think they like our group because we did have some uh, pretty bad people in the group at the time where they just didn't want to. Um, I, I guess at the time, the publicity, see, when we did do it, to Kelly Highland in Ohio, too. Oh, okay. I know Kelly Highland. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, memories there. But uh, they, they, they just didn't want to deal with it. Um, I guess they didn't want to deal with all the, the ghostly things, thinking it could have, you know, quit people from coming. But being in the aviary at night, man, with all them birds up in the tree, man, you really had to wear like a raincoat or, or have an umbrella because the birds would poop on you. <laughs> the birds would actually poop on you. So you had to be very careful with that. But there's a lot of very interesting haunted things that happen here in Pittsburgh. Um you know, you got like the Carnegie Library over in Homestead, but you know, you also had the Carnegie Library down there in Brownsville. Okay, and here's a story about that one. Uh, I don't know if you know about that. Um, but in Brownsville, they actually wanted to build a library there. Carnegie did, Andrew Carnegie did. And the only land that they really actually had was a cemetery plot, okay, to put enough room. And um, what they did, okay, is they moved, supposedly moved the bodies from the cemetery, moved them down the road a little bit, okay, and they built that library on top of that cemetery. And I believe, I believe, honestly, I believe that they didn't get all the bodies, right? Um, there's another place. I, I really don't know where it was, but actually we went to a house and it, all the house, the plan, the house plan was built on top of a cemetery. Again, they, they supposedly moved the bodies but I bet you they didn't, because what was really creepy about that whole situation up there, if you looked at everybody's backyard, right, you can actually see the indentations of the casket, because back then they buried them in a wooden box, right? And so what happened was that the wood would, and it would just like settle down, down, down. And you can actually see, you know, where they buried people. That that was that was a crazy one. That was seriously crazy. Let's see what Oh, uh, yes, I got pooped on one. Virginia says, I got pooped on one. My right, my right shoulder. That's fun. Uh, no, I don't know. They didn't move them. Tony Freeman says, a park in Philadelphia, they dumped eight feet dirt and made a park. Yeah. Uh, Amanda goes, oh, wow, how awful for those spirits. How can people do that to a cemetery? That's crazy. Well, you know what? I can't understand uh, people today, Amanda. Seriously, right? I can't, they're they're just mean, and when it comes to money, they don't care about anybody else except the money. It's all about the Benjamins, I guess you want to say it, but it's all about money. People are rude, and if they can cut corners in order to do something, people that live there have no clue. Uh, I'm sure they don't. 
I mean, they, I mean, it wasn't a pleasantly, you know, you know, white picket fence area of a house of uh, thing. Oh, uh, I'm glad you are with me on that, Amanda. But it's crazy. Um, some of the places that we went to, um, it, it it's just like really, really depressing, you know. You know, a lot of people have come up to me and they said, why do you enjoy paranormal investigating? And I said, it's all about the history for me. It's all about the history for me, is what it is. The history of um, the land, the landmarks, stuff like that. Um the excitement, here's the excitement. You see all everybody on TV say, oh, we're going on an investigation. We're excited to get there, blah, 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 blah. But for me, everything is like a mad, is a rush. For me. The rush for me when I was investigating was setting up the investigation, getting my equipment ready to go, bringing along people who I were. You know, that was the rush for me. Okay, that was the rush for me. But when we get to the place that we were investigating, the rush went away. And to be honest with you, there were times I just wanted to leave right away because I got bored. Okay. And this was later on, you know, down the road. But at the beginning, I mean, God, it, I mean, Saturday nights, start investigating around 9, 10 o'clock at night and getting home at 4 in the morning. You know, those are the good times. I mean, we traveled, um, we traveled to Ohio, we traveled to Maryland, uh, West Virginia. We, we traveled a lot. We went out east. Um, so whenever there was an investigation and people um, called us, we were there. Uh, let me see. Johnny. Johnny Freeman says, I have a cemetery close to me. I have seen the last rabbi from Brownsville on many occasions. Amanda likes the history. Johnny says, I don't investigate. I'll leave that up to others. And uh, it's like house clearings are pretty interesting. Um, I do clear houses too, you know. And, uh, and I told you one day that I was going to explain to you how I, I did this, you know. Um, Johnny has his way, Cybel has her way. I mean, whatever works, works. You know what I mean? Whatever works for that person to do it, then, you know, it works. So I work with, I, I work with angels. I work with one angel down there when I go clear a house. Um, and that is Archangel Uriel. That's U-R-I-E-L. Look them up. And then um, I go in and, and I work with my wolves, you know, my animal spirits. And this might sound like all gibberish to you, but this is how I do it. And uh, I send the wolves out and they find the spirit, you know, and then I sit down and have a conversation with the spirit, you know what I mean? And uh, and then that's when I call on Uriel. Um, and he takes care of it out, you know, after that. And then 
I take out all the negative energy. I work through my crown chakra, you know, bring spirit energy through my crown and not through my hands like this. And then I put the uh, golden light, you know, the golden rope around the house many ways. So the house is protected. But you know what? You know, it, it's not always protected all the time. Okay. It's protected um, for maybe a week or so. And then I, I tell my clients, I'm like, you know what? I'll do this. I'll clear this up. But eventually there's zillions and zillions of ghosts out there. And whenever this energy wears off and then they're just going to come on back, you know, and not do harm, but there's going to be still spirits coming through, you know, your house. And it's like, I, I can't come out here every week to, you know, close up your house. So what what's really cool about it, most people call about it is um, as we're doing the clearing and we're doing the investigation, we're actually teaching people how to, um, you know, deal with the spirits that are there. Now, what's really crazy, further on down, I'd say uh, maybe seven, eight years ago, you know, people did not mind having the ghost living with them. You know? And, uh, which was like really, really cool. You know what I mean? Um, they just wanted to know who was there. Okay. And sometimes I didn't have to bring my whole group with me. Sometimes I brought one person just for safety reasons. And we sit there and at their dining room table, put the K2 out and we'd start asking questions. And, uh, we figure out who the spirit spirit is there. And um, believe it or not, okay, yes, that's true, Johnny. Every property has a house spirit. Absolutely, no doubt. But deals work. And, and we did this a couple of times, you know, because a lot of their activity, the spirit activities would happen at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And what they would do is that they would wake up people, you know, and, and that like really got them mad. And, you know, hiding their keys or their pocketbooks or their wallets and stuff like that, you know. So one time I said, what the hell? Let's just try this. Okay. So we went to a house and after it was all said and done, we figured out who it was. Okay. We actually said, hey, listen, let's, uh, <laughs> let's make a deal here. Okay. The owner said, you can have this whole house, the haunt, till 10 o'clock at night. But after 10 o'clock, till 6 in the morning, you can't haunt the house so they can get their rest. Okay. And you know what? It worked. <laughs> it definitely worked. At 10 o'clock exactly, all the uh, activity that was going on during the day um, with in the rattling and stuff like that um, went away. It was cool. Okay, we got a lot of comments going on here. Uh, Amanda says, well, I could listen to this all the time. Probably that's true. Okay. Don't despair to hide my things. I have a five-year-old who keeps doing it. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, I like that one, Amanda. That's cool. 
but uh yeah so sometimes it works a lot of times it works now all the houses that are cleared and when i tell you that i clear houses i'm not being egotistical when i talk about this because to be i'm totally humble about it and i'll tell you why okay because at the beginning when I would clear them, you know, I had an ego this freaking big, dude. Dude, that's dudes. I had a real big ego. And um, come to find out, you know, through different situations. Thank, thank you, Johnny. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that, Johnny. And that's why I support you in Virginia, too. But... Um, where was I at? I don't, I forget. Like, oh, I had a big ego. And some stuff happened to me. I'm, I'm not ready to share some of the personal stuff that happened to me, okay? But maybe down the road I will do that. Um, and so I come to find out, okay, I'm just a vessel, okay? I'm a pod, right? And all the spirits that I have cleared, it wasn't me, okay? It was spirit who worked through me. It took a long time. Ah, you're welcome, Virginia. Thank you, too, Johnny. Um, it took me a long time to really understand that, you know, that it wasn't me. It was just I was a vessel for spirit to work through me to, you know, clear the spirit, you know, so, it, and, and I was okay with that, you know, that's when I got really humble, very, very humble. Johnny says, thank you for, uh, this is why I support Sean's great podcast. Uh, Virginia says, thank you, Sean Kelly, Johnny Freeman. I have always said I'm not afraid of anything or person since my dad died in 1980. Oh, thank you. It's amazing. I'm just, you know, just telling me, Amanda, and everybody else in the chat room that it happened. I mean, this is what's, what, what has happened to me and, and my um, activities. <laughs> but one day I will explain to you what happened to me, okay, um, that, like, really, really made me humble because in this field in this in cryptids help you know searching for cryptids investing in cryptids bigfoot okay you can't just go out there and have the attitude that i am the best and I'm speaking for myself. I'm not speaking for anybody else, but this is me. Okay, this is for me, all right? You can't go out there and, you know, just like pound your chest and say, I am the best investigator out there. You just can't do that, you know? And there was a lot of times I learned the hard way because I would have that ego. You have to, Johnny. You have to stay humble. And then one day I got really humble. Because something really, really bad happened. And um, something really bad happened to me. And I'm not going to share it on here because I'm not ready yet. Um, 
but that's when I learned, hey, listen, I don't run the bus. I don't drive this bus, you know, and realize it was spirit. So kind of like um, he, he woke me up. In fact, I got my butt kicked, you know, not literally, but, you know, I'll explain another day. But uh, you know what? Being humble is, is not bad at all. And you need that. Um, a lot of people would come up and try to challenge me on some of the evidence that I got. Some people would challenge my way of thinking, on my way of investigating, you know. And when I first started, I was really defensive and I was like, you know, ready to rip their necks off. Because, you know, how dare you tell me that I'm doing it wrong? And then I just learned, hey, just relax. Be humble. What's that? Brian says, I had you aren't, you, I'm glad you aren't sharing. I was going to ask you. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um. I'm not going, I'm not sharing it, brother. No, no, it's, it's not the right time. It's not the right time. And Johnny says, I learn, Johnny learns every day. We all learn every day. I learn, I mean, I've been in the field for over 30 years, honestly, been in the field for 30 years. And you know what? I'm still learning. I'm still learning stuff, you know? The biggest problem for me at the beginning of investigating the paranormal was I could not, you know, how they say that spirits could, you know, mock other people. You know what I mean? Um, it was really, really hard for me to who or what ghost that I was working with. Um, but after a while, through all the teachers that had been sent to me, okay, um, kind of like helped me out to finally realize who I was working with. And, but I had to remember, like I told everybody, and I'm going to remind you all again, that I had to be humble. We have to be humble in this practice. If you're a psychic, if you're, you know, if you're a paranormal investigator, if, you know, whatever you do, cryptids, whatever, you know, you definitely have to be humble in this. Virginia says people go about it the wrong way and can be aggressive and on the attack. It's not the way to have a discussion what happened to you. True. That's true. Amanda says, yes, I believe that we all continue to learn humility. You, you need humility. Thanks for the hugs. Appreciate it. Absolutely. We definitely need to learn humility. You know, when, and not so much in the paranormal field nowadays. With all this crap going on out in the world right now, you know, <laughs> we need it. You know, and there's a lot of people that just can't accept that. But you know what? Maybe one day they'll have an experience where, you know, and I'm not talking paranormal about a life experience where uh, they will accept the humility and uh, maybe might make the world a little bit better. I don't know what you all think about that. So back to my questions that no one has answered yet, except for my friend Denise. Um, if a spirit sees himself in the mirror, Okay. Um, does he think he's a spirit? 
Thank you for the hugs. Amen. So, does the spirit think he's dead or whatever? I believe so. But I will tell everybody this. We were in Leechburg, PA. And we were like at a farmhouse. Now, this is a true story. Um, so, we're downstairs in the cellar. It was like a, a bedroom down in the cellar. And again, we were taking pictures of mirrors. And so what we did was we wiped the mirror down, you know, cleaned off all of those. It was really dusty. And we cleaned it. And so we were there taking pictures, you know, of the mirror. I love mirrors. Um, I'm going to tell you a little secret about mirrors. Um, but we took, so I go home and the next day I'm looking through all my video, all my pictures. And as God is my witness, okay, on my father's grave, I will tell you this. The one picture that we took of the mirror was a face of a goat, no lie, a goat, wearing a three-piece suit with human heads in his arms. And that is the truth. And I've been searching hell and high water for that damn picture, and I could not find it. Now, that Leechburg investigation was a, a terrible investigation. A lot of nasty things happened in that. But if I, I'm hoping I can find the picture. I have CDs everywhere. I hope I get it. And, um, yes, there was a goat in a three-piece suit holding human heads in his arms and that's the truth it was that that was creepy man that was creepy so uh, it was creepy because it blew me away because like i'm there you know at that time i was smoking cigarettes so i was smoking my cigarette eating some cupcakes or whatever and i hit the picture and i'm like holy crap yeah i it, it just craziness that was a bad one. Uh, somebody in my group got possessed that night. Okay. Um, Johnny says that he did a clearing in Ohio and the dog had a demon face on the back of its head. Uh, that is, I mean, and, and you know what, Johnny, he can't find the pictures either. But you know what? It just seems like I just come up with the conclusion that really, if we were supposed to find them, we would have. But if we weren't supposed to have them, then they're gone. And that, that has happened a lot. That, that has happened a lot of my evidence that I had. Um, but back to Leechburg, uh, someone in my uh, group, she got possessed. Okay. And... Um, they literally, literally, literally had to call in, um, not a priest, to do an exorcism. Priests don't really do exorcisms anymore to that, what I hear of, okay? I hear they do lay, laymen, like guys, regular normal guys that go out and work for the Catholic Church to do that. Ah, thank you, Sebastian, for being here. Thank you for the compliment. And um, what happened was they had the, the Vatican came in, not the Vatican, the Catholic Church here, 
brought in a guy and, and they did an exorcism on her and it worked okay it worked uh the thing left you know what i mean um but after that she just wasn't right in the mind anymore you know and she was like a, a not a pain in the butt but she was she thought that she was the most outstanding paranormal investigator and what happened was she called it out you know she called out that ghost um and you just don't do that you don't call it out because i tell you what mm. well that was my stomach so <laughs> sorry about that but uh yeah she called it out and you know what that's what happened um i had another trip down prospect place and there was a girl in the group and um there was a group a girl in the in we had like about 15 people we were staying the weekend friday night and saturday night and she said she said i'm going to go over into that barn and i'm going to antagonize the ghost and i said what the hell you want to do that for she said i just want to see what it does she went over um antagonized and that ghost ripped her back apart almost i mean i do have the pictures do have the pictures about it and there's like a big scratch going down her back like this three fingers you know and then she come, oh boy she came back and she's like and she's crying i'm like like what the hell what happened she said well he scratched my back and there was no way no way for that were her scratch marks where there was no way for her to do it on by herself okay there was no way that she'd done it by herself and i said yeah you dumb pain in the ass you shouldn't have gone over there if anybody wants to you know speaking about prospect place that's a very 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 haunted place down in trimley ohio uh, we used to go there at the beginning back in 2006 when i started it we'd go down all the time because it, it, it it's just amazing i mean you know google it you know google the um prospect place trimley ohio and you're going to see all kinds of history behind it had to do with the underground railroad speaking of which the underground railroad which runs through elizabeth pa um my friend's house down in her cellar she actually has uh the passageway where the um, african-americans uh would come through coming down from south in order to get on the boats into the river it's crazy all right brian love you too my friend thank thank you cuz for being here it was good seeing you again Good night, Mandy. Oh, that's right. You're saying good night to my cousin. Take care, brother. Go high state. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that or not. But um, yeah, so go to Prospect Place, man. Enjoy it. I mean, I know that they hold um, oh, tours. You can actually go there on an overnight investigation. They have all that information on that uh, on the website for there. Um, it's 1.40 and it's about 10 minutes left to the show. So you know what that means. Do, 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 drum roll. Um, 
animal medicine card poll reading. Amanda says, oh, wow, just love listening. That's cool. Oh, well, I'm blushing here, Amanda. So, thank you. Thank you. But I, again, before I get into the cards, um, I want to, it, it was an awesome night tonight. I had a lot of people. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Virginia, and the family for coming in. It really, Mandy, good seeing you, Brian, my cousin. Um, thank it, it was an awesome show, Amanda. Thank you for coming in. Uh, and um, next week, uh, don't forget, don't forget, October 21st, this Saturday, coming up. We will have Johnny, and we will have Virginia as guests on my show this Saturday night. Thank you, Mandy. Appreciate it. Yes, you do, Johnny. Yes, you do. But Johnny in Virginia, I'm seriously looking forward to having you a guest on my show on Saturday night. It's going to be great, you know. Um any there's really not too much news going on um october 24th again i'm gonna have maxim furick you know uh flying his book his new book flying saucer ethel carrick and you know what he's a good dude he's a good guy uh, if there's anybody out there who's listening to the show or anybody in the chat room and you would like to be a guest on my show you can talk about anything you want you know just send me a message and then we can talk about it and we can set something up and then get you on the show um and i guess everyone's always oh, oh, oh real quick off the record a little bit guess what they did today at my store they brought in christmas candy it's not even Halloween yet. Can you believe that? Christmas candy. It's not even Halloween yet. <laughs> I went to uh, Costco's the other day, right? I um, went to Costco's, and you know, have a quarter of their uh, area in the store, they uh, it's all Christmas, Christmas trees, you know. Tony ordered his new Santa suit. Uh, you, it is crazy. It's not even Halloween yet, and they got Christmas candy out. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Amanda says, yes, I work in retail. They start sending Christmas stuff at Easter. Yes, it's, it's, it's just insane. So what I'm going to do is it's that time. Everybody get their piece of papers and their pencils. And um, I'm going to do the three cards, the past, the now, and the future. Now everyone knows that I read from the animal medicine cards. Okay. And um, you'll be surprised what animals hang out with you. Or show themselves to you during um, your day. You know, it could be part of the totem, you know. But, uh, oh, and don't forget, November 7th, we're going to have my friend John Venturing on. So 
I'm, I'm going to really enjoy that. Um, so, like I, so the animal medicine card, what I'm doing, oop, I'm going to do that. Um, I'm going to draw three cards, the past, the animal of your past, the now, and the animal of the future. So I write these down, and after I write these down, I would like you to go Google it. Okay, say like whatever we get. And, uh, um, and Google like what the animal means in your totems. Okay. Um, first card I pull is a whale. And that is your past. Okay. I'll write that down. The second card is the hawk. That's the now card. And the third card, <laughs> sleep. Um, this is the future card for you. Is the wolf. It's the wolf. So, so that's the whale, the hawk is now, and the wolf is the future down the road. So, everybody check those cards out and, you know, um, and, and see if it were. Your clan's the wolf. There you go. That's cool. The wolf is my uh, alpha animal totem and check it out believe it or not the hawk is too the hawk is my uh, female energy side of me so uh, it was amazing um real quick i got about five minutes here so maybe i'll just look these up if it's okay with you all um you know we did have a good show let's see what will had to say um you're welcome cindy Thank you, Johnny. Appreciate it. Need to find the the, the whale. I can't find the male. <laughs> this is weird. I can't find it. I'm just gonna have to Google it, and I'll tell you all what it meant for me. Okay, Amanda says. Uh, uh, you're welcome, Johnny. I'm glad you can be there. Looking forward to you and Virginia coming on Saturday. This Saturday coming up. Amanda says, uh, "Wish I knew more about my Kelly side of the family, and how we do, how we find out what our totem is, and looks like." Um, we can have a we can have a show on that. You know what I mean? We can have a show on that. Um. Again, everybody, thank you so much uh, for being on the show tonight. Um, good to have everybody from the family in. Uh, it was good to see my cousin and other people, too. Uh, I'm getting a little bit tired here, so it's getting close to that time. I want to at least make it to 150. Nothing against you guys, but um, I can't talk forever, you know, so I'm doing pretty good here. Um, I want everybody, I wish everybody a happy Halloween. Um, I don't know what you're giving out for candies. Um, but what we did, we did it last year and we're doing it again this year, is that we got that microwavable popcorn. 
and we pass out the popcorn um, to the kids instead of candy. Mandy, Mandy says, sounds good because the ones that are adopted. And Amanda, okay, thanks. I would love to learn more about totems. Thank you and sweet dreams and God bless you all. Okay, we will do that. We will do that, Amanda. We will have a show on that. Maybe I can bring somebody in, you know, that we can discuss about that. So, uh, parents, please, if you can, go to your go to your children, give them a hug, and tell them that you love them. And children, please go to your parents, give them a hug, and tell them that you love them. And if you have no children, if you don't have, uh, you know, family or children. Find a friend, find a friend, and tell them that you love them. And if you see somebody struggling, if they want, go sit with them. You don't have to talk to them, just sit with them. Because the depression is starting. And what I mean is because of the holidays coming up. This is about this is a bad time for depressions. So you see somebody hurting, you know, sit with them, buy them a cup of coffee, give them something to eat, and just let them listen. If they don't want to talk, then just don't, just sit there because they know there's somebody there with them. And on that note, everybody, I want to say good night to everybody. Uh, night, Cindy. Night, Virginia. Amanda. Mandy. And Johnny, and uh, we'll see Johnny in Virginia. Remember, October 21st, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And I'm sure I'm going to advertise that along the way during this week. Good night, Virginia. And on that note, everybody, I just have to say good night. Happy hunting. <laughs>